0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Space Social Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Crump, and I'm so happy you're here. Let's go ahead and start with some announcements before we get into the episode. So if you're listening to this Tuesday live or even Wednesday or even Thursday, the Elevated Entrepreneur Collective is open for enrollment for September, and we're talking all about sales and how to increase your sales. So if that's something you are wanting to learn, please join. It's 197 a month. And also, something else I want to add on is we're about to start quarter four. And last year, quarter four was my best quarter by far. I wasn't expecting that, but quarter four was my best quarter. Um, So I'm really excited to kick it off with talking about selling and how to, yeah, how to sell in quarter four because quarter four can be a lot. There's a lot of holidays, the year's wrapping up, so have some additional support. We would love to have you. We have an incredible group. My favorite part personally, we meet once a week as a group. You meet with a coach once a week as your group. If you can make it live. If you can't, you can watch the replay. But we also have a group chat that I personally really value. I really value being able to bounce my ideas off of people. I love that the other women in there feel like they can bounce their ideas off of other people in the group. It's just a very supportive collective and that's what we wanted it to be. It's crazy because it's almost a year old. So we started its inception for, you know, when the other coaches joined was in June of 2021. We launched in October of 2021 and now we're almost in October of 2022, which is so crazy. But if you're wanting to increase your sales, this is a group for you. We'd love to have you. Before we get into this episode too, I want to talk about reels and how social media can definitely ebb and flow your numbers. Like your numbers are always going to ebb and flow. It's always an experimentation to see what performs best. But I want to talk about my reels. My reels have done okay this month. Like they haven't done as good as they did in July. My reels did so well in july basically every video was easily over ten thousand views many were over like 30 or 50 and that was really exciting and this meant that they have not been as good which is fine like people are getting back into school like life is getting more settled but i just want to say from a social media perspective like someone who's in this professionally that this it does ebb and flow and like that is okay and it's normal and just like keep staying consistent and stay on it because the mistake I see is when people are like, okay, like my content used to do super well and now it's not doing well. So I'm just going to stop it altogether. Like, please God, no, don't do that. No, no, no. (laughs) Keep going. Keep being consistent. I'm still creating the same amount of reels that I did in July and I'm just going to push through. Like I've had some do a little bit better and we've done some tweaking, experimenting, etc. So Anyways, I just want to kind of give everyone that little thought before we hop into this episode. So today's episode is going to be five things that you need to have in your contract. So actually this last week I'm signing up for a group like mastermind. I'm super excited. I haven't done one of these in like a second. Well, like since the beginning of summer, I feel like everyone kind of like slows down for summer and then fall. They're like, Hey, like, let's go ahead and, and get it going. So I'm really excited. But, uh, this, the service-based provider is sending me a contract. And I feel so good. I feel like it feels very official. I feel like safe. I feel like I'm going to get the experience that I am expecting, hopefully. (laughs) And I just feel like more protected having a contract. And so I really respected that this coach sent a contract over. Um, Number one, never operate without a contract. And it really is only going to take you about one time to learn that lesson the hard way. So when you don't have a contract. Like obviously everyone understands how contracts work, but having that contract, like if one of my clients today was like into a six month, two months into a six month contract and they were like, I'm done. I'm like ghosting you. You bet your bottom dollar. I would take them to small claims and get my money because I'm depending on it. I'm expecting it. And that's why I have these contracts. Like it's to protect you, but it's also to protect my clients. Like my clients are expecting their work to be done. They're expecting certain things to be done. And with the contract, I, I have the accountability that I'm going to do that, but they have the accountability that they're going to pay me. And we both feel, I just feel safer doing it. Um, I feel financially safer doing it. So always have a contract. Um, I know that there are some like really fun lawyers on, t- on like TikTok and Instagram who sell contracts. Uh, maybe check theirs out. Cause a lot of those are affordable. Um, But if you're a service-based provider, like, even, like, anything, like, photography, tattoo artists, like, these are people I'm working with, like, please have a contract just for your own protection. I had a client who literally had to travel for work, and when she got there, it wasn't what she expected, and she had to uphold her contract. And it felt shitty for her, but also she had to protect herself and her business, like, That contract, basically they violated it because they just thought it wasn't that big of a deal, but luckily they had that in place. So thank God. Um, But yeah, it's always just so much better to have that legal protection on your side. So please always have a contract. Number two... And I think that this isn't added into contracts is often, like, usually it's just like a bunch of, like, legal jargon, but you can add this into your contract is how you spend your time and how you like your time to be respected by your clients. So what that means is in my contracts, my clients know that I work for them Monday through Friday. I do so much work for them. In those days, I make sure it's, like, top tier and i don't need to do that on the weekends i already spent 5 days doing that for you i don't need to do it the other 2 days so if you are finding yourself like being burnt out or you feel like you're being you like don't have any boundaries i think this is a really good one to set like maybe your job you work weekends but definitely in in your contract have these are the hours i will like respond to you. I see people go so far as to have that on their email signature, which I think is fantastic. Like however you need to uphold those boundaries, please do it. Underneath that same vein, having your preferred form of communication listed in your contract, I think is very important. So, you know, when you give people your cell phone number, they they know that they're accessible to you. Like how often do you not have your cell phone with you? probably you have it with you a lot, I'm assuming. And people know that. They know that your cell phone is on you. I think that's why I most, like my phones on do not disturb basically all the time now because I just like don't, I can check it when I feel like checking it. I don't need to check it all the time. Um, but yeah, have your preferred form of contact. Usually I like email. I have one client who uses Slack, which is fine. I just hop on that once a day. Um, but yeah, having your preferred preferred form of contra- contact in your in your contract even in your email is great and here's why I'm doing this episode is I feel like I talk to a lot of especially female entrepreneurs like even in the EEC who have such hard time with boundaries like once you start your business you know you want to be available you want to make sure that you feel that your clients like you're working hard for them but you are working hard for them and they know that and they don't need 24-7 like availability like that's not realistic Um, and I think setting those expectations is so important So like for example when I started therapy everyone go to therapy Very first thing is my therapist set some expectations like we're not going to be friends we <laughs> she said it nicer She said we're not going to be friends like i'm not going to follow you on social media If I see you in public i'm not going to say hi if you want to say hi you can but like I can't And setting those expectations has been so good, like, because the whole time I'm like, I know that she's not my friend, like, I'm just talking to her because she's my therapist, like, even though this is maybe how I talk to friends, I don't talk to my friends like I talk to my therapist, but um, I think setting those expectations up front is so much easier than trying to set them down the road, because it feels like you're pulling back, even though you're just trying to protect your mental health, so... That's why I feel like this is really important to talk about. Um, I wish there would have been a podcast episode like this that I would have listened to two years ago. It would have made life a little bit easier and it is easier now because I'm putting these in place, but it's really important to have these in place even from day one. Like If you haven't started your business yet, you're thinking about it, first off, start it. Start it, babe. Go file for that LLC today. Um, yeah, I think that just start with having these boundaries. It's going to be a lot easier for you. Another thing that you can add to your contracts is when you are available to work. So, for example, I don't work holidays. I can I'll post for everybody obviously. Like there's there's certain tasks that I'm going to have to like make sure are done just because I'm a social media manager and social media doesn't stop. But I also don't feel like I need to work on Christmas. I don't feel like I I actually don't work the last two weeks of the year. Um, the very first year I was in business in 2020, somebody, I was networking, n- I was networking with somebody who was saying, and they were a service-based provider as well, who was saying they were taking the last two weeks of, of December off completely, like not posting anything, just like taking it off. And I, I was like really shocked at this, like, oh my gosh. Wow, you're taking 2 whole weeks off. Like, how is that possible? And then last year in 2021 when the holidays rolled around and I kind of tried to take some time off because I needed some time off and clients were not expecting that. They were what well, they still wanted to take meetings during the holidays. So, now in my contract, I I have something to the effect of all of the work will be completely done for you before the holidays. Like you don't even need to stress. I'll just like work a lot more at the beginning of December, at the end of November, for example, to make sure all of your content is done. But like, I can't be doing a lot of work, like besides the regular things that we do, like engagement or posting, for example. So, um, I think that's also a really good thing to add into your contract. Like, do you want to work bank holidays if you're a service based provider? Like, do you want to work those last two me- two weeks of the year? Like, a lot. You know, maybe you do. Maybe maybe you do want to work. And like, I am just giving you ideas because I feel like having these boundaries in your contracts makes them a lot easier to enforce. It's not like you're the bad guy because you j- they were just in the contract and like your client just signs it and. This is not a surprise, like they should they should have read it, they knew this um, uh, honestly, as well, like during my onboarding calls, I let people know these things because I don't want this to be a surprise like I don't want someone to get a contract and be like, "Oh my God, like you're not going to work for me on labor day <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm not going to work for you on Labor Day. I'll post." a happy Labor Day post if you want or whatever else post you want, but like I can't work for you on Labor Day. I'm not going to do like a, a ton of market research that day for you or schedule posts or create content. Like I also need those days off just like other humans do. So add that into your contract. Maybe if you feel like just adding that is a lot, talk to your, talk to potential clients about it before. Add a space in your onboarding call for you to set those expectations. Like, if you really feel like someone's going to move forward, set those expectations. And I think that that can feel scary. Like, maybe you feel a little bit of resistance, like, letting people know the days you're taking off. Um, But they're human. And, like, do you want to work with people who aren't okay with you taking off holidays and, like, making sure you're okay? Because when I'm well-rested and taken care of, I perform for my clients so much better. Like, I feel more creative. I feel more ready to find trends for them. I feel excited to do market research. I'm excited to listen to podcasts and send them their way or use that information to build their social media presence even greater. But if I don't have days off ever, I I feel like I'm kind of like slugging along. Um, I don't feel inspired. I feel burnt out. I feel like I'm being taken advantage of even though I'm not. But I feel like it's just a lot. So I go ahead and set those for myself so I am happier. another sidebar with contracts we're gonna get into this but I I could talk about contracts and the importance of like having yourself be legally protected for all day um so if you ever listen to my very 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 first episode oof here's a good story so I've talked to you I've I had worked three internal marketing jobs before I started this the first one did not go, go great <laughs> it kind of ended uh, we' we'll t- we're gonna talk about it the second one love that place, speak super highly of them. And then the last one was the place that laid me off two days before I had my son. So the very first one I signed, I was like literally an infant, like 21, 22. <laughs> I, I really didn't, I shouldn't have signed this contract. Um, but my first marketing job was for $15 an hour part-time and they had me sign a five-year non-compete. So <laughs> let's talk about why that's ridiculous so if you're working part-time and making $15 an hour I don't have you can assume that I like don't have like really special information to give to your competitors like it's not it wasn't like that much money and like people who sign non-competes are usually making like six figures and they're not allowed to go to competitors so um anyways I left that company because it was, I was so unhappy and it was affecting my relationship. So I found a new job. Um, The way I did that, by the way, is I told one of my coworkers who hated, she literally hated everybody at my company (laughs) except for me. And I worked hard, so hard to like get her to like me. I don't know why, but we did have a good friendship. I hope she's doing great. But I told her I was a little unhappy and she gave me somebody's phone number to, to call and see if they had a job and they did. They were super excited. And again, I always talk about here how important it is to network, but um, that person had worked for this company years earlier and apparently <laughs> a few people had, and I I had never met this, my, my old boss, I had never met them, but a few people from this company that I worked for had left and gone to this company when that person left. I'm trying to, like, not use any gendered pronouns right now, because what is gender, what, right, but, like, also <laughs> I'm trying to, like, keep it, keep it classy. Um, so they tried to sue me for the non-compete. What ended up happening is they called the place that had offered me a job and said, like, we're gonna sue you for hiring Jordan and blah, 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 so that place rescinded their offer, and I was going to go to the labor board. I I was laughing. I couldn't have afforded. Hello, I was making $15 an hour, but I couldn't have afforded to go to the labor board. But I said, hey, because you reached out to that place, my hopeful future place of employment after I had an offer and spoke to them like this, that's against the labor board. And if you sue me, I will counter sue you for that. I think they knew which one would cause more of a stink. So they Release me from the lawsuit lol such a joke such a nightmare horrible time (laughs) um but I I guess like I know most people in here are freelancers but if you are not if you're in corporate if you're a corporate girly and you are newer in your industry maybe like I feel like most people who listen to this in their 2030s maybe they're just getting into it maybe you're a little more settled just be really careful signing non-competes Um, I wish I would have gone through it and crossed a few things off and just like really come to an agreement, but I didn't know I had those rights at the time. Um, so yeah, I just want to go ahead and say that, um, I did end up getting the job after they rescinded, after they rescinded their offer and all that happened. They called me back, offered me the job. It was super exciting. It was my favorite job I've had, uh, like besides this super great job, um, but yeah, just be careful signing non-competes. I don't know if I'll ever sign one ever again <laughs> because, uh, and, I, and actually a non-compete is, that contract is actually a reason I left, I, I think it was probably the beginning of me wanting to leave corporate. Like I didn't want somebody to have like that much control that I literally couldn't find another job in like my, the industry that I was working in if I left. I talked about this on my Instagram story last week, but it is really important to add into your contract if you know that there's additional tasks that people usually ask you to do that aren't included within the contract. Add to your contract what the price would be if they added that. So they have acknowledged that you're not the bad guy. You gave them f- very full advance. And yeah, that is really like, if I could give any anything from... If I could give you anything from this podcast, it would be that advice. Uh it probably because it's happened to me like quite a few times. I'll be working with somebody and they'll be like, okay, can we like just add on TikTok? Like, no big deal. Like, okay, like you are not paying me for TikTok. So it is a big deal. Um, so now I just have my prices added in there if people want it. Like, I'm I it's hard because like I can't be chill about it, you know. As a service based provider, if you're (laughs) always like you already like have a significant amount of tasks that you have to do which is fine like if i'm paid for them I, i'm not complaining but when things get added on they kind of like slowly get added on for okay for example i had one client who when i very first started um we started with literally like two two platforms and by the end of their their contract i was i swear to god i was posting across four platforms and they had increased how many stories they wanted and how many times they wanted me to post a week significantly, um, and this led to like a lot of resentment towards this client, a lot of resentment. And so when it came time to talk about our new contract, I was really upfront, like, "Hey, when, you know, I've been looking over our last contract. These were the things included. Here's the additional things I'm doing. If you're." interested in continuing to do what we do. Here's your new price. They were so not interested in the new price. They were like, okay, what can we take off to keep our current price? Awesome. Let's take off some tasks and we'll keep the current price. Um, but I was really proud of myself for saying like, Hey, like there is a huge difference in the amount of work I did when we first started this contract and when we ended it. And this is why now in my contracts, I just have the prices listed so that this, when this sort of thing does happen because it inevitably always does it Inevit- inevitably always does. Um, now it's just added. Now it's just taken care of already. No big deal. We're going to have to pay for an additional platform. Number five, I really suggest signing up for DocuSign. I signed up for this really, really late, way later than I should have. I am currently just on the free version. I think I get like six free contracts. So I'm just testing it out. I have really enjoyed it. I am... I, um, I also use Dubsado, but I really have enjoyed DocuSign. I like how it's super user-friendly for my client. Um, And that's what's really important to me is I I want my clients to have ease. I am there to make their lives so much easier. And I think like sending them a contract that like they have to print out and sign is so much and not super easy for people. So I went ahead and signed it for DocuSign. It's perfect. I really enjoy it. So yeah, what, however you give your contract to your client, make sure that it's an easy and accessible way for them. Make the process easy. I know like HoneyBook has contracts, Zubsado, DocuSign. I think that these electronic forms are a lot easier for your clients and just like take that time to make your client's life easier. This episode is not me like shitting on clients. Like clients, I love my clients. I always say that. They're incredible. But I think that just setting those expectations and boundaries within your contract in a legal way is really good for your mental health and for your business. And you know that you're protected. Like I said earlier, like I, most of my clients, so I'll just be really transparent. So when someone starts with me, they come on for 90 days, we go ahead and test it. I want to test as much as they probably do as well. And then after that, they have the option to sign up for six month contracts. Um, The reason it's six months is because one time I did a three-month contract, then another three-month contract, and that just felt like it wasn't enough time. It was just like really it just felt really fast and like a second three-month contract was just like not it so I don't offer those anymore so I mean I offer it for your first contract but after like we're doing six months I recently had a client who signed an even longer one who was my most she is my highest paying client it was super exciting for me and I adore her so I'm really excited about that but just have these protections for for yourself um you know, something I always talk to my clients about is I like to make sure that they're doing everything legally. Like, do you have your LLC set up? Do you have your EIN number? Have you taken that down to the bank and set up a business account? Um, I personally do my taxes through QuickBooks. I pay an estimated tax um, quarterly. And it just feels like really good to do everything really like by the book and legally. I don't have to worry about you know, I like to think I don't have to worry about anything if I'm trying my best to be as like legal as I can. So that's why I want to talk about this is having that legal, co- having that contract is legal protection for you. Um, So definitely do it. Have your contracts. If you need a contract, message me and I can, maybe I can go ahead and give you some resources of maybe places to go ahead and look. But uh, yeah, if you don't have a contract, quarter four, have that be, and if you're a service-based provider, have that be at the top of your quarter four goals, like honestly. Um, so that's all five. Before we wrap up this episode, I know that this feels like it's so far away, but it's not. I have some clients who I'm preparing for Black Friday already with them, like we're already strategizing. So I kind of just want to put that on your mind a little bit. Um With that, I I like, I don't feel ethical unless I say this whole thing because I can't just say that and like not give anything else. So for a lot of my clients, I know most people do like really steep discounts on Black Friday. I think that for small businesses that can feel hard. And I think that I've, I've talked about this before on the podcast, consider doing like an addition. So instead of, it's like I have a client who does websites and we're considering adding like you get like a couple extra hours or you get like a strategy call and or we're going to do some content for you um, on top of this. So like we're adding something instead of taking away because I think when you tell people like, okay, you can have this much of a discount, they feel like that should actually be the price is whatever the discounted price is. So I just want to um, tell you to be a little cautious about that. Um, Also right now, you guys, I am not digging giveaways. So I just want to say that. (laughs) Before we end, I'm so tired of giveaways. I don't think it's good for engagement. I kind of hate them. Um, So yeah, truly consider if that's what's best for your engagement. Oh my God. Let me finish with one more contract story. Let me finish with one more contract story. This actually happened a month ago when I was in San Diego. I had a potential client contact me. And from the very beginning, it was like a little fishy. Like they kept, we interviewed, we had like this great talk. They were like, I'm ready to get onboarded right now. And I was like, oh, like, wow, that's awesome. But I also was leaving town. So again, I wanted to set that boundary. I told them like, I'm going to be out of town next week. I will, but I will love, I would love to get this to you right when I get back and we'll go ahead and get started. And they were really adamant that they wanted to get started like right now. And that was a the, it, you know, when you just in your gut are like, okay, like something is like really off. Like it was really off to me. They kept asking me to send my contract and send, they were like, please send the contract. Please send your contract. I'll, I'll sign it. I just want you to send it. And the more that they said it, the more I felt like, oh my God, like this person's trying to steal my contract and use it for their own, which is like, I have given like very close friends my contract because it's, I don't know, it's mine. <laughs> but um I don't give I don't give other people my contract to use because it's mine. And I kind of felt like this person was trying to like get my contract. And so I really just like was on guard. I was like, I'm not like anticipating that this person is going to sign up. I actually don't anticipate that anyone is going to sign up until they've signed a contract. Um but I was like, okay, I'm just gonna wait. I honestly think that they're gonna like email me and bail like the day before. Guess who emailed and belled the day before. And I knew I like knew I was right. I knew that they wanted my they wanted my process. They wanted my contract and they didn't want to to actually like have my work. So, um be careful cuz you know there are people out there who think that they're like smarter than you. <laughs> Not that I'm smarter than anyone, but Jesus, like they really thought I was really stupid. So, Have a great week. Sign up for the Elevated Entrepreneur Collective. I just love and adore you all. Please leave a review. That is so helpful. I love your reviews. I love reading them. It really helps this podcast grow. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye.